Welcome to the Men's Mental Health Podcast. My name is Maura Watson and I'm a lecturer education in the School of Electronics, Electrical Engineering and Computer Science. This week, as in the 14th, the 20th of June, 2021, marks International Men's Health Week. To mark this here at ECS, we've decided to focus our theme of well-being in the school to encompass mental health for men. I'm joined today by Connor Groban from Action Mental Health. Action Mental Health actively promotes the mental health and well-being of people in Northern Ireland and of a range of services, including resilience building techniques targeted at students in higher education. So welcome, Connor. We're absolutely delighted to have you um, to join us today. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thanks very much, Mark, for having me. Connor, we know from national statistics that Northern Ireland has about 25% higher overall prevalence of mental health problems than England. And this translates to about one in five people in Northern Ireland who experience some sort of mental health difficulty. So suppose if we think about it, maybe look at our family or a group of mates out or whatever, there'll be one of us will have difficulties with our mental health at any time. So the stats would indicate that more women than men are reporting signs of mental health problems. But Connor, do you think that this accurately reflects what the population is experiencing or does this create a sort of stigma for men talking about mental health? Mm, yeah, it's, it's a really interesting question because I suppose you, know, you have to look at it. Mental health issues, they, they don't discriminate. You know, it doesn't matter how you identify, what walk of life you're from. You know, I always look at it um, just as anyone can fall ill physically your mental health can take a dip too. Um, so when you, you mentioned the research and it does show that more women are reporting these issues and the key word is reporting for me. Your mm -hmm. men traditionally report a lot more barriers to seeking that same support. So there could be loads. Um, you know, Maybe the men in their lives never spoke about emotions. Yeah. Some, some might think that it isn't what a man should be like. Um, and it's those sort of patriarchal views, you know, even just a feeling of emasculation that can hold a lot of men back. And you mentioned stigma. That's what it creates. It creates that sort of taboo that no one talks about. And, um, you know, in Northern Ireland, actually, men are nearly four times as likely to die by suicide compared to women. So yeah. look at some of the numbers and you go back the last sort of five years, 360 women took their life by suicide compared to 1,136 men. So there's a clear difference there and the advice is clear as well you know that seeking that support it breaks the stigma and it can actually save lives as well absolutely well we can all feel really down and sort of anxious and overwhelmed and so on but what are the signs that we're starting to develop mental ill health um, and it's 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 a bit more than just a transitory thing that we'll get over tomorrow mm -hmm. or the next day mm -hmm. yeah i mean it's part of being human isn't it we all sort of have those days where um, we would say maybe our mood has dipped a little bit. And I think that's where awareness is, is key. And for most of us, we can sort of tell when a friend or family member is a little bit off. Uh, but for ourselves, we're more likely to miss it in a weird way. You know, we're more likely to try and push through it. And yeah. that can actually make things worse. You know, you can think about it this way. When we have something coming up, like an exam or you know, being on a podcast, <laughs> you know, you might experience <laughs> some nerves even a bit of anticipation is very normal and um, but after the event has passed you know also so does that worry and stress that's the normal thing but the nhs actually advised then that you might need to seek support if those feelings of depression stress worry if those don't pass um or if they don't improve at all in two weeks is the time frame that's usually given sort of think of it as a little experiment for yourself um, and if those thoughts and feelings are negatively impacting things like your sleep, uh, your work, 
your social life with your mates and just your general enjoyment it's definitely worth going and talking to your doctor and I think it's it's good for your own peace of mind as well absolutely and if, if you're thinking about sort of your family and friends and so on you know how, how do you start to spot it because a lot of people will will often report and say you know I didn't know they were feeling that down or whatever I mean are, are there key signs that you can start to pick out from your from your family and friends that would sort of give you an indication there's a problem it would be great, wouldn't it, if we had just a, a list we could work down through, isn't it? But you know, pe- people are complicated. You know, we're all going to react in different ways, yeah. uh, and everyone's going to experience their own mental health issue in their own way. But I think there's there's a few sort of general themes that you could probably look out for. Um, you want to keep an eye out for any changes, you know, and and you clearly you'll know your family and friends quite well. So maybe if they've lost a lot of weight maybe in a short period of time and um, they could be starting to look just exhausted or just lacking mm. an interest in things that were such a big part of their life um, a pretty interesting one actually is you know a lot of people have their friends on social media you know ha- having a look at the posts that they're sharing or just any of that sort of likable content because um, that could be their way of inviting a conversation or just getting a bit of reassurance that it's normal And the same sort of goes for that music, you know, books, YouTube videos, things that they're sharing with you as well. Because whenever we feel down, you know, anxious or or overwhelmed, Mm -hmm. uh, people can as well avoid the source of it um, or what's causing it in lots of ways. And I think looking out for things like, you know, using excessive alcohol or even substances, which offer a short term solution, but in actual fact can become a crutch and it worsens situations. So being aware of that might help you be able to spot whenever your mate needs you and and not an escape, for example. Yeah, there's a lot of good indicators there, actually, isn't it? And they're quite, but they're quite wide. They're quite broad, actually. You know, to be able to sort of pick those out. But as you say, I suppose if you know someone well and you just see like a, a change in behaviour, ways mm. of doing things, then I suppose that can help to indicate something's going on. Um, so, I mean, if someone comes to you and says they're struggling with their mental health or gives you some indication that they would like a conversation about it or whatever, mm-hmm. um, you know, what, what do you advise or to do in those circumstances? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good question again, because when the topic of mental health comes up, we've already talked about stigma earlier. Um, a lot of people can, can miss it, you know, because they don't know how common these issues are. They can actually dismiss it as well, you know, something that's unimportant. Uh, or they might just avoid the, the subject altogether because they don't know how to help. Yeah. And so a lot of people can get caught in the mindset of, you know, they need to do this big, dramatic um, life-saving operation, you know, or cure the person, you know, take all their problems away. But whenever you sort of take a step back, there's only so much you can do. And all that you need to do really is listen, show them that you're there for them in, in a time of need, um, and then to help get them to someone who can give further support. So, you know, I always think it's good to to pick out different phrases and things that you can maybe draw on. Uh, mm-hmm. So, for example, you, know, you might say something like, you know, from what you've said there, it sounds like things are pretty stressful at home. You know, what's going on for you? So you're inviting the conversation and it's a pretty open question, so they can really go off on their own there. So all you really need to do at that point is just really listen and make sure you're giving your full attention, you know, not sending a text or you're watching the TV or something like that. Yeah. And just let them know that it's important to get it out in the open. Um, a lot of people can also talk about their experience um, of things or whenever they went through something similar. But I always say, you know, try and focus on this person's experience because you know, everyone's experiencing it in their own way and to show your empathy. You know, so things like, I'm just so sorry you feel like this. You know, I can't imagine what that feels like. So it's just helping them 
inviting them to disclose, you know, how they're feeling and what difficulties they're having. And you're really creating a safe space for them. So then you can focus on the next steps, you know, and, and there's loads of ones there. I mean, maybe you could get a family member or a friend involved. You could really make it a team effort. You could actually maybe book a doctor's appointment with them. Um, or maybe you just want to access some support. So uh, there's a there's a great app um, out there. It's called Here to Help. So the number mm -hmm. two in the middle, Here to Help. Oh, yeah. uh, it's it's free on your app store. So if anyone hasn't got that, I would definitely recommend getting that. Um, it's a full list of charities in Northern Ireland. It can help with any issue. And it has that 24-7 emergency support, you know, Lifeline and Samaritans. So it's really just a great safety net. Um, and you can already see how a conversation like that would be beneficial and um, for someone struggling compared to if you didn't offer any support at all. So I think those are the main sort of points to touch on, but really to let the pressure off, just create a, a comfortable environment where you're listening and then you can work with the person for that, those next steps. Yeah, I, I was just thinking I get the key thing for me is, is sort of, you know, being present and as you said, not 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 being distracted by anything else, just really focusing on the person. And one of the things I know I've I've found over the number of years is I'm a problem solver. So, you know, yeah. computer science, engineering and so on, we like to solve problems. And one of the traps I would tend to fall in to is I would try to immediately start to solve the problem, say, right, okay, what we need is a roadmap to how to get out of this instead of just sitting and listening. And actually, I think you've, you've already touched on that, Connor. That is key for, yeah. especially at the early stages, is just being present and giving them space and, and sort of avoiding talking about yourself or turning it into a comp competitive thing or something, just yeah. being there. Yeah, yeah so of course. I mean, listening, a lot of people, you know, you have two ears and one mouth, so you should listen twice as much as you talk. <laughs> you know, that's Absolutely. a good little thing. And, and I mean, if the environment's right and you're relaxed, then a conversation will just naturally flow as well. Yeah, and, and maybe just biting your tongue occasionally too, if you're the sort of person who wants to jump in and solve the problem, you know. Yeah. So, um, so I suppose one of the other things is just what what sort of things do people maybe engage with? I mean, you, you touched on alcohol and so on earlier, sort of that have a negative impact on mental health, that, you know, to try and prevent yourself going to that mental health um, side where it's, you know, we are moving into mental ill health. You know, what sort of mm -hmm. things can you suggest that you avoid? Mm -hmm. Well, I suppose besides pandemics, if you can, <laughs> yeah. but sometimes you, it's out of your hands for that. So um, I think, you know, obviously we're all still experiencing those challenges brought on for COVID. Um, but I think if anything, for me, you know, it's, it's really highlighted just the influence of news on my mood um, and just general worry. So I don't know about yourself, but it's, it's a no brainer that it's not a good way to start your day uh, by getting a number of deaths with your Weetabix, you know, yeah. um, and, you know, obviously there's other brands of cereal out there as well. <laughs> um, but just be cautious of the amount of news that you're consuming in the day. Uh, it trains your brain to look out for threats, you know, and things that could or are going wrong. Yeah. So definitely, I mean, social media can just be a, a huge echo chamber for that news. And that news is breaking everywhere as well. So maybe have that sort of social media clean out. Um, maybe have sort of app limits. You can set timeline. Uh, time limits as well on your on your apps um, and yeah. just even look at you know which influencers or or content creators don't make you feel good about yourself you know are your apps useful or do the harness you know do they harness your interests uh, or do you see a lot of hate or you know that fake perfection sort of thing yeah. so maybe even take a break like i said i mean see if you're missing out on as much as as you think 
or if you discover you know maybe a, a whole new world or, or think something that maybe hasn't got your attention that's important to you you know so i think those are the first ones jumping out to me that's brilliant that's really really helpful so i mean are there things then that we can do then to try and keep ourselves in good mental health when we're in a good place to try and keep us there yeah definitely i mean i'm a huge fan of keeping active so you know if someone could put the benefits and side effects of exercise into a pill it it would definitely be the most prescribed drug on the planet you think of something like regular exercise so it's advised we get 30 minutes on five days of the week you know at least you can do more than that if you want um but that's been clinically proven to be just as effective for treating some forms of depression as antidepressants i mean so so what does that tell you i mean it's obviously great for your mood Mm-hmm. Um, so exercise would be always my go-to and um, connecting with people in your life as well so mm-hmm. obviously we're all being advised to still socially distance but just to make sure you're not distancing yourself socially so what I mean by that is you know think how can I stay socially connected but from a safe distance um, and yeah. so meet those plans I mean there's the way the restrictions are now there's a lot of sort of opportunities for it so uh, take what you can really and, and make plans with your friends and family because it's been far too long I and mean, I suppose the last one for me would be self-care so if you need a reason to relax you know this is it and <laughs> so yeah. usually when we're when we're doing well we, we forget about ourselves we don't make the time to de-stress or relax uh, but you can't fill from an empty cup you know there's loads of things to so read uh, go new places listen to music, you know, dance, you could eat, eat extra large popcorns at the cinema with your mates, you know, <laughs> do everything, kick a football about, you know, if you're tired, sleep, um, go for runs, work out or have a day, you do nothing, just put yourself first. So for me, you know, life's all about that experience and who knows what comes after it. So all you can do is just live the fullest, you know, while you're here. So for me, those things and experience help keep me in a good place. So, yeah, and I guess it's one of those things, um, when you're really busy and you're feeling a bit overwhelmed, it's very hard for you to kind of time box those little periods where you say, this is me time and this is time for me to. So you tend to drop the going to the gym or going for a walk or whatever. And yet those are the very things that you need to be doing, really, don't you? You know, yeah. so getting out, gets fresh air or seeing people. Those are the things that you tend to cut back on when you're under pressure. But they're actually the things that are probably most valuable. Yeah. And I suppose something to add is you can get caught up in doing you know we do so much and I wouldn't want this to you know those things to be another thing to do but a lot of people don't practice doing nothing you know so we talk about me time um there's a thing sort of be time you know so just to be uh, just to be present just if it is just sitting in the quiet for a couple minutes you know checking in with yourself you know if it's been a busy day um and those things can make a big difference so just as much as you're doing have that time where you don't really do anything <laughs> absolutely no that sounds really good and I guess another thing as well that um you didn't mention I think but it's just in my head too is your diets are quite important too because obviously you can very easily get into especially when you're low and your motivation's low you start wanting to cook properly make proper mm-hmm. meals and and that can all sort of impact as well on your sense of well-being and just physically you start to feel worse as well mm-hmm. yeah definitely I mean food and mood and <laughs> they're so connected yeah. Your, your brain and your uh, gut use similar chemicals. You know, the one that regulates mood is called serotonin um, and it's produced in the gut and it goes up the spine into the brain and where it's then used. So if you're not putting that right fuel into your body, then what's going up there, you know, mightn't have the same effect. So I think it's, it's difficult. There's so many recipes and things going about, isn't there, and diets, but 
there's one diet that's been proven to be the most sustainable and effective and it's a balanced one so uh, yeah. you know I know that sort of cliche of everything in moderation but it really is true I mean if you have one day a week where maybe your nutrition is a bit sort of fast food and things there it's not going to ruin at all you know just relax you've got six other days to get those vitamins and nutrients and that usually um, helps people psychologically feel better too. Absolutely. It doesn't want well, you don't want to turn into a really big project or anything. Yeah. It's just something that's just part, you know, I, I think I'll eat a salad today or maybe an yeah. apple on the way out. Or whatever. So, yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. Well, listen, Connor, that's been absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, lots of really good tips there and advice. And uh, it's been brilliant. So th thanks for joining the Men's Mental Health Podcast. It's <laughs> our first one. Um, oh, and you. we really, yeah, absolutely. We really appreciate you taking the time um, out to join us. So for the rest of you, um, if you if you would like a few minutes of mindfulness that Connor was mentioning there, there's the B time or whatever. But one of the things we've done is we've actually produced a, a podcast, uh, Wellbeing Wanders. And if you're in Belfast, you can actually join that. Just put it in your headphones and listen to it as you wander around Botanic Gardens. And it's, it's just lovely. It's very quiet and stilling and uh, just gives you that little bit of mindfulness away from all the the madness um, and yeah no it's it's lovely um, and just a reminder that uh, Queen's University has a dedicated student well-being team as well and they're a phone call away there's drop-in sessions every day from 11 to 3 so you know any students that are finding a, any of those um, things that were mentioned by Connor that maybe indicating there's a problem there whatever you know it's it's worth um, making that phone call um, and there's various sort of self-help and stress management tips as well on social media so through um, at Twitter you can go to at QB Wellbeing so we, we do have support there as well but obviously you know Connor's mentioned the other app as well and and any any get get on the web and just do reach out I think that would be the the message Connor wouldn't it if you're really starting to struggle talk to friends whatever mm -hmm. just reach out to people and, and start that conversation and you'll start to feel a lot better hopefully Hundred mm -hmm. percent. Yeah. No. Any any form of communication you can get will only will only help. Hundred percent. Absolutely. Well, thanks very much, Connor. It's good to talk to you. Yeah. No, it's nice to talk to you too. Th thanks for having me. And yeah, wish you all the best and everyone listening. Yeah, keep going. Thanks very Absolutely. much. Thanks, Emil. Thanks, Connor. <laughs>